Welcome back to the Wake Up With Glow podcast. I'm so excited that you're here for this brand new weekly episode on pain and how we can use our pain for good. And it's not something that we normally discuss. We don't discuss pain necessarily as a tool for improving our lives, but rather we examine the pain to try to understand what it means. But I hope that after listening to this episode, you have a little bit more guidance in how you can actually do both, how you can both examine and understand the pain that you're experiencing and use it as a vehicle to take you to the place that you want to find yourself, whether that's in the short term or in the long term, but to use the pain to get out of the pain. And there are truly, truly effective and brilliant ways to do that and to do that on your own, which is something that I really feel is important because so many people, uh, you know, whether no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, no matter how much or how little support you have in your life or how much or how little you're willing to actually take advantage of, I want you to feel like you are capable of healing yourself, that you are capable and equipped with the tools that you can choose to change your life and improve your life, even if all you have is yourself. Because ultimately, it always comes down to just you and you. And if you can learn to work for yourself, with yourself, you are going to be miles ahead of where you were and you're going to be able to get to where you want to be. So I want to start by putting the question out there of what is emotional pain? What is emotional pain in the first place? You know, we have an understanding of what pain is in terms of how our brain processes and responds to that pain, but but emotional pain specifically A lot of the pain that we experience emotionally comes from our past and, you know, these deep-seated things that have become a part of our identity because of the experiences we've had in our past, or it comes from a fear of this unknown future that we have yet to experience. And contingent upon where your pain is coming from, you may want to consider approaching it a little bit differently. So before we move forward, I just want you to ask yourself, which pain is most prominent in my life? Do you feel that you're burdened more by the pain of your past? Are there things that haven't resolved themselves or you haven't been able to resolve? Circumstances with other people that have caused you pain in your past, the way that you grew up, maybe your family life, maybe your school or your work life. It doesn't have to be so far back to your childhood. It could be any moment in the past that was significant to you and that you feel is actually feeding the source of your pain point now. Or perhaps that the pain that you experience is actually pain of the uncertainty of what's ahead of us, of what's ahead of you. Maybe you feel unstable. Maybe you don't feel like you have any true grounding thing, person, or place to hold on to that reassures you that things will be okay. Maybe you just don't know what to expect 
And that in itself gives you anxiety and causes you to be fearful, which ultimately can get converted into pain that sits deep within us that often we can't even tap into because we never connect the dots as to what is causing our pain. Now, once you've addressed where your pain is coming from, which of those two areas, I want to really explain the necessity in understanding where your pain comes from and why you need to resolve it. If you just lay down and take the hits of the pain, that you ult- then, then what happens is you ultimately become a victim to it. And sometimes that in itself, being a victim of that pain and just letting it happen to you because it has become so commonplace, that in itself can keep you down for years of your life. Every single one of us, if we have not experienced it for ourselves, knows someone who is enduring so much pain because they have not learned the appropriate way to address and work through it. You cannot succeed beyond your pain in so much as you cannot succeed beyond a limiting belief that you do not address. And if you think that there's a cap on how much you can earn, for example, or how fit you can get, or how smart you can become, then your brain is always going to set you up to not surpass that limit. Because what your brain wants to do is two things, keep you safe and prove you right. That's it. That's all that it wants to do. But in this case, when you're experiencing pain, especially over the long term, you don't want to be right. That is the last thing you want to do, is to believe that you are meant to be in a state of pain. So you have to start with your limiting belief in the area that you want to improve the most. Whatever it is that there's always a limiting belief associated with your pain. Okay, if your pain point has to do with your finances, then perhaps you have a limiting belief to address that centers around you not believing that you are capable of earning a certain amount or being a successful business person or you choose it. There are endless options that you have to be able to confront and figure out for yourself. But the point is that you have to connect your limiting belief behind the pain that you are feeling. Because when you can start to chip away at that limiting belief, which there's so much work, proven effective work that can be done to chip away at those negative uh, limiting beliefs, if you can start to work on those, you will ultimately find that the pain will subside over time. But every pain is correlated with a limiting belief that you hold about the pain that you're experiencing, okay? So take a second, jot that down, make a note, and then after this episode or at some point later on, make sure you return to that. Make sure you try to actually work through what your pain is and what the limiting belief that underlies it is. You know, something really important that we need to understand is that the brain function is not exactly what we either openly think that it is or would like to believe that it is, 
we think that our brain is a positive thing, right? Our brain should be the seed of knowledge. Our brain should be what holds our ability to do everything that we do and experience this world. All of our sensory function, all of our cognitive function, all of our memories, everything sits and is correlated in some way with the brain. And yet, despite what we've been taught or led to believe, I want to tell you that your brain is against you. And if you've been following along with my posts lately, with my articles or other podcast episodes, I've alluded to this point and I really want to drive it home here. Your brain is not your friend. Your brain is an, a very consider it a prehistoric construct. It's like a piece of technology that hasn't been updated since Windows 95. And you're using it on a system that has developed so far beyond that capability that it's just not compatible anymore. Sure, it still has a little bit of utility in maybe, you know, you can uh, open the paint app and you can paint a, a little simplistic picture. Does anyone remember the paint app? It's It's what you're limited to. It has some functionality, but you really can't be your full best self in that context. And the point of the brain remains, as it always was, to protect you, to keep you from any threats that may come your way, to ensure that you are fed, to ensure that you are out of danger's way, And now as we've evolved to a place, and it's no surprise, everyone writes about it in this space, you know, yes, we don't live in a very threatening environment necessarily, most of us. We don't live in the Amazon. We don't live in a place where we're under attack all the time and where food is so incredibly scarce that we have to fight for every last morsel. But yet our brain still acts in a way that makes us behave as though we do. And I really want you to consider and understand uh, a really concrete example. So for instance, why is it that we always crave the things that are bad for us? From a diet standpoint, right? Why do we crave sugar so badly? Why do we crave really calorie-rich food so badly? And the answer is because historically... We didn't have an abundance of food the way that we do now. We didn't have that accessible to us. So what ends up happening is that now our brains are still set to believe that we live in a food-scarce place, that we need to eat as many calories as we possibly can because calories equal energy and we need to be able to convert so we can sustain ourselves because we don't know where our next meal is going to come from. But we do. If, if you are very blessed to be able to know where your next meal is coming from, your brain is still living in a place where it believes that it doesn't. And so this doesn't just apply to the way that we eat, but it applies to the way that we do everything. It applies to the way our brains try to deceive us and keep us small and keep us from taking risks and chances on ourselves, even though our capabilities have evolved way beyond what they once were. So that's why I I really do stand behind the statement that our brains are, in fact, against us. But there's good news in that, too. And the good news is that 
yes, of course, if there ever is a tiger chasing you, you can rely on your brain to create the correct response for you to hopefully be able to evade that circumstance. But aside from that, it's also good because our brains in protecting us teach us a lot about what it is that pains us, what it is that hurts us, and what it is that we've been through that perhaps we're not addressing the way we should be. If you see your brain as this friendly opponent instead of someone who is either for you, which is a hoax, or against you, which is just not suitable for a cooperative relationship that you ultimately have to have with your brain because it's there and it's a part of you and you can't run away from it and you can't shut it off even though we try so hard to. We could really learn to work with our biology and learn where to work with where we are in our evolution to be able to live happier, to be able to limit our suffering, to be able to not have to live in this constant state of pain. It is possible. And, you know, I, I just hope that you really do understand the extent to which your brain hasn't caught up with the times and that it is, it, it's literally trying to keep you playing small in a game that has outgrown it. The game of life has outgrown the brain that is in your head. And if you can just accept that fact, then you can move forward with an open mind to what you can do about that pain, knowing what you're working with. Because ultimately... Your brain is set up to protect you from everything but yourself. And we have to work within that construct somehow. We have to find a way to still be happy and find joy and find peace in this lifetime, despite that being the case. So I want to get into a couple of ways um, or a couple of things rather that you should consider um, that will help you to live a life in which you can take the pain that, and again, the pain that is inevitable, we're all going to have and will experience in the present moment as well, some form of pain, whether it's lingering from before, or it's in projection to the future, or currently taking place, we're going to have to confront pain. So let's learn to do that better. And let's learn to use that pain for our advantage. So The number one thing I want to tell you is that know that you are not your pain. And this is really important because it is, it becomes very easy for people who are undergoing painful circumstances or living in a state of pain uh, to believe that they are their pain and to identify with their painful circumstances and to no longer see themselves as apart from that. You are not your pain. You are merely a host. You are hosting your pain. Just as, you know, if you believe the way that I believe that your body is simply a host for your soul. It is not your soul and it is not you. It is what houses all that you are. And so similarly, you are also a host for your pain. And... What you need to do with that information now is to let it show you what needs work. Let your pain serve as your intrinsic guide 
Just as when you touch the hot stove, your brain signals to you that you should retract your hand, I want you to be able to use emotional pain to also guide you into what you're supposed to do. Now, bear in mind that emotional pain works a little bit differently. When you touch a hot stove, you know that you need to pull your hand away and it kind of happens automatically, right? And that automaticity is generally the appropriate response. But when it comes to emotional pain, things get a little trickier because how many of us have felt things that if we were just to appease the feeling, we would actually be doing ourselves more harm than good. If I'm very upset because a relationship has ended, I will feel an automatic impulse to maybe listen to sad music and feed into that emotional state that I'm in. Maybe it makes me want to eat an entire carton of ice cream. Maybe it makes me want to push everyone else away. And although all of these things may have their place, it's still not really the response that we would ideally want to implement to be able to overcome that pain, to work through it, and to better understand what it meant to us and how we can approach it differently when presented with another circumstance in the future that resembles it. So know that you are not your pain, you are just a host for your pain, and use that pain to show you what parts of yourself need work. Ask yourself the questions, why did what this person said hurt me so much? Why did me not getting this opportunity affect me in this way? Why do I get so angry when I find myself in this circumstance? Whatever is hurting you, I, I would really recommend that you write down what is hurting you. On one line, you write down, this is what is hurting me. Be as descript as possible. And then I want you to write why. And when you write why, your answer to what is hurting you, why, I want you to write why again. And then when you write down whatever you come up with, I want you to write Why? Again. And I want you to keep diluting your pain because that's essentially what we're doing. As we dig deeper, as we examine, as we operate on our own emotional infrastructure, we are diluting our own pain by getting to know it better and better and better because we have all of the answers. You don't need a therapist to come in and tell you the answer. You don't need a a book to reveal your truth to you. You just need someone to push you to ask the questions that you need to be asking. But the work is all in your hands. So the second thing that I want to encourage is for you to really, really hone in on this point. Every single thing that you feel can feel different with enough effort. Everything that you feel can feel different with enough effort. And I'm going to say it twice and maybe even three times if I need to. Because the worst thing that you can possibly do for yourself is to believe that you are done. To believe that what you feel now is what you will always feel. To believe that there's nowhere to go but down or to stay exactly where you are. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. And I don't need to draw on historical examples of how many people have made it from the trenches and risen because 
I want you to to look for an example of that in your own life. Look at your own life. And I, I would be really surprised if you can't find one instance where you really were in a rut, where things you were just really down and out and you made it out somehow. How did that happen? What did that feel like for you? Know that everything you feel can in fact feel different because feelings are fleeting. The good ones and the bad ones, they're all fleeting and they can be transformed and you have power in how you transform them. So with enough effort, you can actually learn to see what's true for you and you can make the connections between your upbringing and your current value system, your current identity. The way to understand and transform how you feel right now is to be able to understand the root of those feelings. And this doesn't happen with just, you know, one simple exercise. Often, what I've seen with clients is that it actually takes sitting down and asking, over and over and over again, sometimes for weeks, sometimes for months, asking the really simple question of, well, where do you think that comes from? When did you start feeling this way? And these are often questions that we don't have the answers to when we're initially asked. But if you continue to ask the question, I can guarantee you that maybe on day one, two, seven, 23, you don't get the answer. And then on day 60, all of a sudden you do. And to this point, I want to just say that your process needs to unfold in the way that it needs to unfold. There is no expedited program for you to process your pain and to heal yourself. There is nothing that you can sign up for. There's no online course. There's no seminar that is going to help you change the timeline of your own work. It is still going to take however long it's going to take. But what it can do is it could initiate the work. Because the question is not, how long will this take? You should never be asking, how long will this take? It'll take as long as it needs to. But you should be asking, am I ready to start doing the work? Am I ready to put this in motion? And that is how you venture out on your healing and actually start to heal. So again, everything that you feel can feel different with enough effort. And that's enough of your own effort. Work to really debunk your past and your present self. Try to understand, make connections. Connections are really the beauty and the truth of life. How does everything come together? You are you're not just this randomly floating composition of atoms that's out there living and interacting with things and people and is just so unaffected and and so apart from it all. No matter how different your political views or your TV show preferences are or whatever you may have, it doesn't matter. You are still a part of this infrastructure. You are still a part of this universe and how you were raised to the choices you made that led to the experiences that you had, it all has influenced you in a very specific way. And that is something that you can uncover and reveal for yourself if you take the time to do that deep work.
Okay, and for the sake of time, I'll give you guys one more. Um, and that is to assume, okay, I want you to assume that the pain that you have been given is exactly what you need. It is exactly what you need. No matter how hurtful, no matter how much of you it has been tearing down, assume that the pain that you've been given is exactly what you need. And this assumption alone will set you up for success. It will set you up for success in your healing because the opposite, which would be to assume that you are just unfortunate to have come into this circumstance of pain, that it is by chance and here we are and it just is a horrible circumstance and there's nothing I can do and playing into that victimhood will do nothing of benefit to your healing process. 100% guarantee nothing of benefit will come from playing the victim or not even from playing the victim outwardly, but from convincing yourself you're the victim, from feeling like the victim. And like I said earlier, you do have control over how you feel. There is a way to rewire your brain to no longer believe that you are the victim, to choose a different perspective and mindset. And it doesn't happen overnight. If you think that this is far-fetched, it's because you want it to happen faster than it does. But if you gave it enough time and gave it enough thought, I guarantee that you can actually shift yourself away from that. So assume that the pain that you've been given is exactly what you need. That is a very positive perspective from which to start your healing and to move through your healing throughout the entire process. Every single pain point is a lesson. Every single one. You would never get to the truth of who you are without the pain that you have endured. You have to understand, you would not know what the world is made of if there were not twists and turns and things that hurt you, if you hadn't fallen down and understood that the ground is actually something that can damage the skin, if you were never going to come into contact with these painful moments and people who have caused you pain, you would never know what's inside of you. You would never know what the opposing forces of love and hope feel like because you would constantly live in this security blanket that gave you nothing bad, but also nothing good. So to sum up those three points, those three very, very important points, I want to leave you with these overarching messages. And that is that viewing the pain as who you are sets you up for an unfavorable fate. If you don't believe that something can get better, it won't. And you'll never be in the right state of mind to receive the answer or blessing that you need. When you give yourself clarity, you give yourself an opportunity for change to happen. And if you see the pain as necessary, then you can use it. And if you don't, then it'll always be a burden to you. So please understand that there truly is purpose in your pain. 
understand that there is a process for which you need to be prepared. You need to be in a good in a good space, not necessarily mentally from the perspective of not having anything distracting you or detracting from your ability to process your pain, but in a good place, meaning you're ready to confront it. And we all know when we're in that place. We all know when we finally reach that space that says, all right, either I'm going to change something or I'm going to be left in this doom and gloom for far longer than I want or need to be. You know when change is upon you and I hope that if it is upon you now, that these ideas and these tools can serve as a guide to help you both work through your pain and learn to use it for your benefit. So as always, please, if you have any questions, you're always welcome to DM me. And if you have a suggestion for something that you'd like to hear me touch on in a future podcast episode, any topics that are burdening you, any topics you would just like a a different perspective on, please send them in. You're always welcome to make those suggestions and I will do my best to cover as many as possible. I love you guys and I'm always here for and with you. If you aren't yet subscribed to this podcast, I truly hope that you will take the moment to subscribe. And if you have it in your heart, Please, if you find anything in these episodes valuable, I really hope that you will take a second to just rate and review the podcast so that we can continue to spread this wisdom, spread this knowledge, a knowledge that centers around the experiences that I work through with all of you, conversations that we have together. This is a community and I really, really want us to be able to continue to do the good work and to get to the great place that is who we are. I love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week and I'll see you back here next week for a new episode.